Hi, and welcome back to Read, Eat, Repeat, the podcast for humble readers and hopeful cooks. I'm Alyssa Warren. And I'm Sally Kaloran, and it's so nice to be back so in your good. ears. Yeah. yeah. We have had a lot going on the last couple of months, so we are back and we have plenty to talk about. Mm. Um, lots of interesting books to suit everyone. But first off, Liz, how the bloody hell are you? Oh, what a like what a time. I just feel like it's been quite busy full of not a lot. I know. Um, sick kids. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to holidays. I feel Same. like everyone's pretty fried. Yeah. Yeah. And great opportunity for people to get stuck into some books. Yeah, yeah. We're doing a little driving holiday actually. So I'm um, going out to Dubbo Parks. We're gonna go to the dish. Oh, I'd yeah. love to go yeah. there. And we'll come and visit you in Mudgee. Yeah. Um, and just going to see my um, beautiful nan, actually, who lives in Hilston, about an hour out of Griffith. So um, cool. Yeah, so really looking forward to getting out of Sydney, actually. And yeah. Yeah. Also, we did that this time last year. We went to all the way up to Broken Hill and then to oh, Tipperborough. Oh, yeah. We stayed in a beautiful station stay um, at Pill. Pilcanny Station. Oh yeah, I think I've it was heard amazing. Okay. But mm. just the long stretches of red dirt mm. are mesmerising for the kids. So we did no screens. Oh, I was going to ask you, screens or no screens? We did no screens, but it's also because we have no screens. Yeah, in neither our house. do we. But so I think oh, is we did a lot long? of. Uh, audio books in the oh. car like we're all Roald Dahl oh, the, whole the whole family, family. yeah oh. we, we don't know how to yeah separate eight different either. sections uh and a lot of I Spy a lot of games oh, geez, it was so good yeah I think we need it actually yeah. we all need a bit of a disconnect oh, from technology yeah I've actually we got stopped off a bit at of parks along the way too oh Any yeah kind of park yeah we'd stop and the kids would just get on the swing country and, pie yeah. country sausage roll. Oh, yeah. so good so we've got that coming up are you guys going away in the holidays we're just going to our farm we've got some lamb marking to do and shearing how's your lamb so funny story sal had a lamb living in sydney for a while and i um took her lamb lamb for a day and that lamb just shits everywhere that thing It's not like a dog. I was actually, that was the most surprising thing for me. I loved it. It was so cuddly and my kids loved it. But I just couldn't believe how much it just pooed all the time. And the wheeze just go for like half an hour. They just stand and and just just dribble. Yeah. Yeah. That actually really surprised me. I took it over to mum and dad's. and So we tried the nappy thing, but it was a boy. And mm, so the oh, right, wee okay. didn't go in the nappy, it just went out of the nappy <laughs> onto the carpet and it would just stand there like a dog at least. You'd be like, get off, and it'd run away. <laughs> but the lamb would just look at you like, what? Meh. Meh. And it was so cute. Meh. It looks like it's smiling. I know. Oh, so what so do you cute. do with that lamb? He's So we transitioned him at one of my friend's place, mm. lovely Sue, mm. um, looked after him and fed him bottles but in the paddock mm. and now he's back in with the sheep. Oh, do yeah. You, do, have you marked him so you know which one he is? Well, he's the only one without a tail because oh. oh, we – Took his oh. tail off while we had him oh. um, and his balls. So poor oh. little lamb. Oh. Um, but he, you also know him because when you drive into the paddock, all the sheep run away from you and oh. there's one that oh, runs really? towards you. Oh, going, so, oh, and he kind so of butts nice. you with his head. He's oh, really cute. sweet. What a great experience. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for bringing a bit of country to the city, my family anyway. Um, today we're talking about, you've read a great book. Yeah, I know my friend Sarah gave me this book called Lessons in Chemistry. I'm going to have to give it back to her actually. It is such a good book. Mm. You know those books you read and you're like, oh yes, it's amazing. So it's written by 
Bonnie Garmus. And she is a copywriter and creative director who lives in um, Seattle. Uh, so she was born in California, then lived in Seattle, and she currently lives in London with a husband and a dog. Wow. Brilliant writing. Oh, yeah, I can't so wait I'll tell to hear you about, about it. that. We're also talking about Daisy Turnbull's book, 50 Questions to Ask Your Teens, yeah. and a few amazing cookbooks, actually. We've got some really good cookbooks. I can't wait to hear about your one. Um, Chinese-ish. Yeah, it great. It's so good. And I've got one around the table by Julia Buzatel Nishimura, um, who's quite a big social media, um, has a really big following and um, it's a really interesting book actually. I'd love to know about which recipes you cook. It's a really good eclectic mix of different cultures. So, yes, I'll run you through a couple of those. And then there's an awesome book that I've just loved called More Fish, More Veg. So, I'll have oh, to talk about that's that. That's just what I want to do, more fish, more veg. Mm. Okay, well, I'm going to start talking about lessons in chemistry. Um, before you do, oh. can we just talk about the queen quickly? Oh, sure. Poor, poor beautiful still... queen. Um, what a great couple of weeks, re- oh, 10 days, really reflecting on her. her life. But hasn't it been, an, it's just such an amazing life she led. Anyway, I found a great recipe and I wanted to ask what you thought of this. I saw the Queen's scrambled eggs online. How controversial is this? So normal scrambled eggs, right? Just imagine how you With cream? uh, Milk. Yeah. And a bit of butter. What about this? Lemon zest Mm. and nutmeg. Mm. Do you think that's controversial? I did. I was like, lemon zest in your eggs? Because I heard the Queen really likes bland food. Oh, right. Mm, Anyway. I don't know where I heard that. Do you know her coffin's been lined with lead? Oh. So then. I'm going to say lemon. (laughs) She loves the lemon zest so much. (laughs) But it weighs like between 200 and 300 kilos. Oh. So I was looking in there going, don't drop that. Don't drop that. Yeah. Um, Okay, tell me about your book that you've read because this sounds (laughs) really great. Sal, I'd actually really like to read this before you pass it on to your mate. Yeah, I will. Back to my mate. So I give this book, just to start out, four Mm. and a half stars. Mm. So amazing. Um, It's about a chemist, Elizabeth Zott, and she's up against it in a male-dominated world. Mm. So think the 60s, Mm -hmm. man mad, mad men. Yeah. (laughs) Man mad. (laughs) Um, all male dominated research labs women in the kitchen and the protagonist is defying the odds of not wanting to get married have children or stay at home Mm -hmm. so you know she doesn't mind a bit of conflict Elizabeth Sott she's just such a witty character Um, she doesn't appeal to any social norms and but is nevertheless a very much loved character Mm -hmm. Um, it's an unlikely love story a story about feminism and grief it's shocking in parts about a third of the way through I was like what really this just this takes a lot to shock you oh I was so shocked. I did not think it happened so much so that I went and reread the chapter three times what to the... make sure what had happened had actually happened. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> it was so shocking. And I actually went, <gasps> what? Oh, um, maybe that's why it's such a hit because this book is um, talked about quite a bit actually. Yeah. It's on well, lots of book, different book reviews and podcasts. It's just and... very different. But the thing I loved about the writing so much is the narration is impeccably clever. So they alternate character views on the same page within the same chapter. Oh. 
What's so, maybe half a page each? No, so it might be a paragraph. Oh. And then you might see the same thing happen through the eyes of the dog. Oh, wow. Or um, it has a so dog clever. as one of the main characters in this as well, which I absolutely oh, loved. Wow. Um, and it just would – I just love the style of writing. I haven't come across this before, mm. but it also flows. So it's almost like sequential but through different people's points of view. Um, so you'd read through the eyes of Walter, the producer of Supper at Six, which is this TV show that um, Elizabeth Sott unexpectedly stars in. Mm. Um and then it'll kind of go to what she's thinking and then it'll go to someone in the audience and what they're thinking. Cool. But it was all really funny. But how do you know it's the other viewpoint? You just figure it out. As you, you figure go. it out. Yeah. It's ve- like it's very easy to tell. I've never read anything like More that have before. I. So clever. That's so clever. It's That's actually a true writer, writer, oh, a writer's book. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So themes, um, feminism, death and grief, suicide, family trauma, friendship, religion. But it's written in such a snappy kind of way mm. that you don't dwell on these things. You kind of absorb it all, but mm. you I literally couldn't put it down. I did talk to one of my friends who's read it and said she couldn't finish it because Elizabeth annoyed her so much. Oh. So um, just because she... Did she annoy you? No, she didn't. But she is, I'd say you'd say she's on the spectrum. Like mm. she's incredibly smart um, and but like has no social norms, but also because it's said in the 60s, she just lets men walk all over her, but that's what happened. Mm. So you do need to kind of read it through that lens, not through yeah. this lens yes. that, um, you know, me too, you yeah. would not stand for that anymore. You'd go and shout about it on Instagram and then that would <laughs> not happen. But there was none of that. Um, I One of my favourite characters was a dog called 630 because she met him at 630. Oh, how gorgeous. Um, And he also learned 650 words by the end of the novel. Which was great. He's he's one of the characters that you just love. Uh, And then the only thing is I didn't love the ending. It was very tidy and I'm a really untidy person. There was a last minute twist I didn't love but uh, I think you should read it and find out for yourself. The other thing I absolutely loved about this book is it is full of food. Yeah, great. So she's a chemist um, and a whole lot of things happen. She ends ends up starring in this cooking show. Mm-hmm. And she is it describes, like a love story or is it well, more about was, just her uh, life? There is definitely love in it. Mm. But it, the love story isn't the main story. Mm. It's kind of more about her and her a journey. Journey, yeah. yeah. Okay. journey. So she says, cooking is chemistry and chemistry is life. Your ability to, ability to change everything, including yourself, starts here. Um, and then like she says things like, cooking is not an exact science. The tomato I hold in my hand is different from the one you hold in yours. That's why you must involve yourself with your, with your ingredients. Experiment. Taste, touch, smell, look, listen, test, assess. Then she leads her viewers through an elaborate description of chemical breakdowns, which, when induced by combining disparate ingredients in heat-specific ways, would result in a complicated mix of enzymatic interactions that would lead to something good to eat. (laughs) So, and one of the other ways that, um, like, she's she'll say tonight we're cooking chicken pot pies, but then break down the chemistry that's involved in, you know, the pastries 
sealing the pan and the steam, the vents to make the steam come out. Yeah. Or she'll cook a steak and say, um, this steak is made up of 70% water. And then Harriet, one of the characters who's watching it at home, will go, oh, just like celery. And then it'll pan back to her and go, <laughs> nothing like celery. Oh. <laughs> So it's a great read. I couldn't put it down. Really loved it. What a um, fun book. Is that really quite new? fun. Or is it, yeah. has it been around for a while? Well, uh, it has been around for a while, I think. It's on the bestseller list. Mm. Um, it's oh, that's published great. in the UK. I can't wait to read it. I would yeah. love to read that. What a great recommendation, Sal. Yeah. You just sound so into it. I loved it. Yeah. I really loved it. Four and a half stars. That's up with Cloud Cuckoo Land. Yeah, but it sounds like me. quite a different kind of book. Yeah, very different. Yeah. I probably like this better. Mm. Like I would read reread this book and you're kind of learning something too. Yeah. Were you about inspired to cook any of the food in the book later? Did you think, oh, I'll cook a steak? No, I didn't. Just but I it. did kind of for a while go, oh, I'll just add some H2O. Ah. And <laughs> <laughs> You're really good. Now tell me about Daisy Turnbull's book. We've actually both read this one. So 50 Questions to Ask Your Teens and she's also written 50 Risks to Take with Your Kids, which is made for, written for younger kids. Mm. I've read that one as well. Have you read that one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't read that one, but I have this one and I really enjoyed it. I think the thing I would say about this book is you have to buy it before you need it. Yeah. It's a funny thing. I found well, it, it says, really helpful reading it before I need it because um, it just puts you in the mindset, I think, of And she does being twist prepared. it because uh, Daisy has experience as an educator, as a teacher, but also she's worked for Lifeline. Mm. She still volunteers. I think she just launched a big Lifeline centre in right. Bondi. And so the thing that I got out of it was to ask questions as if you don't know the answer. Mm. Like mm. I think she calls it naive inquiry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed just the general sort of themes that she gives the book in that it's quite a small-sized book. It's quite pocket-sized like. So you could have it on your coffee table but I don't know, maybe not. I really enjoyed just reading it for myself just to get some really good ideas around where to centre questions. I think it's something you don't sit down in one session and talk to your kids about. It's a yeah, book that absolutely. you always have. Yeah. And perhaps you flick through it when you don't need it. I think that's quite key. You can't have so your... you're prepared. Yeah, you can't have your kids. Or even it's just all these conversations need to happen naturally to develop any kind of relationship, right? Yeah, you can't um, go, right, now we're going to talk trust. about consent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think it's something you just sort of organically bring up. But if you if that feels um, odd to you or uncomfortable, this book's a really great way to move through that and you could almost read it with your teen. So I found some of the parts really interesting about really bringing home that point about needing aunties and uncles. Yeah. Steve Fidoff says forget that about as well. that. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Um, I really like that. I liked the explicit teachings about doing, cho- uh, she sort of covers cho- the topic of chores, doing the bins, getting a job, cooking dinner for the family. Uh, yeah, she, she was big on getting a job, which I found surprising, but I think it's really good advice. There's sort of two schools of thought on that. I yeah. have heard lots of people say 
don't do chores, like quite anti-chores. I've heard a couple of psychologists I've, actually I've say that. I've heard them be anti-pocket money for chores. Anti-pocket money, Because yeah. they should be doing chores because they're part of the, the family. Household, yes. Like that's just a given, so you shouldn't be paying them to do that. Yeah. Did you do dinner for your family growing up? Cook dinner? Oh, when I was older, not mm. when I was, like when I was a late teenager I did, but it was more that I loved cooking. Mm. Poor mom, like I would have used every <laughs> single utensil in the pan. kitchen. Yeah. yeah. But I loved doing that. Yeah. I remember I made a recipe veal shanks <laughs> and I made it for one of dad's friends and he came over and was like, oh, we feed these to our yes. dogs. My dad always says that. <laughs> I've just spent six hours cooking this, you know. But, yeah, it's a really good skill. It is a good skill. I used to make pizzas on English muffins for my family when I was a tween and I thought I was pretty amazing putting some tomato paste on some. kids are always baking too. Oh, yeah, they bake a bit. Not really. We go through patches like everyone, I guess. But the thing about this book as well, sorry to cut you off, Mm. is she said that teens start at 10 Mm. and that was one of the things because – I've almost got a 10-year-old and I'm like, oh, just because of genetics and because they're exposed to so much more, the Mm. age of a teenager is actually when they starts when they turn 10. Yeah, and a lot of these questions you could ask children, children, yeah, younger than, younger than 10. Some of them, some things about friends, there's some, there's a great part in there about rest which I found really helpful for myself. She talks about different kinds of rest, so emotional, spiritual, mental breaks and sensory breaks. So that's some language that I've brought in for myself and my daughter actually. She loves a sensory break, like, oh, too loud. Oh, um, Do you mean like playing with sensory toys? I think it's just like a I need a break from this space. Too much going on. Yeah, yes. But I really liked that. There was a a great chat in there that you can have um, that revolves around some questions about a cup half full. What are your strengths and values and where do you find joy? And I think you can help your child, I guess, be grateful through those kind of chats, which is so hard with a teenager. How do you – they're not really – um, they're obviously so, grateful for anything. So inward <laughs> yes. thinking. Yeah. There's some great things in there about friends, as you said, consent, and that's a really good chapter. It really helps navigate that chat. It's actually really quite um, sophisticated and intelligent angles taken on it rather than you just going, do this or don't do that or, oh, shit, you know, don't not knowing yeah. what to say. It's a really I great. I like she was a really an adult book. Like she treats teenagers. Yes. yes. Like with respect and like they – are mini adults, which I found quite helpful. Well, I think that's how you connect, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I don't have a teenager yet, but um, I did find this really helpful for my own kids who are almost teenagers. There's also things in there about gender, race, class she talks about. And I really enjoyed the end part of the book, actually. She has a lovely, insightful thanks and you know the thank you section of the book and she talks about her own school and her parents and I actually almost wish it was in the front because it had this beautiful warmth and realness about it where you realize she was a teenager too and we were all there and she talks about that school community that she had and I think it doesn't matter if it's school or your neighbourhood or ballet or karate or footy. The sense of belonging. Yes, communities. I love, I'm such a big believer in community and, yeah, I I really liked that. I thought that was a really valuable 
um, thank you page. I really liked that. So anyway, my tip for that book is buy it before you need it. It's kind of like going to the physio, go before you need, before your back's falling apart, <laughs> go and get it before. So yeah, I, th- I thought that was a really great book, Sal. And yeah, um, I thought it was, I like that you enjoyed great it too. too. I- it was full of psychology and research, which I loved as mm. well. Like it wasn't just her saying, this is what I think for yeah. based on my experiences teaching. It was really well, yes, it wasn't really a what I think. Yeah. I'm sick of what I think books. I yeah. mean, give what me I've some seen. actual. Yeah. So, for example, can I just read you this one page of, um, that I marked here? One of the questions to ask is, who are you online? Mm. And the first thing, she talks about that a little bit and then says, one of the tips in here is call your grandma and check if what you're about to post shocks her. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a great? I always think of this week I've been thinking of when, you know, Harry was nude in Vegas. Oh, you're Harry. No, no, oh. Prince Harry, <laughs> and he had to he had, had to front up to the Queen. Yes, <laughs> like exactly. Imagine that. Imagine how your grandma's going to feel when and, she sees this. And she talks yeah. about keeping group chats clean. And you could read this with your, depending on your relationship with your with your teenager or yeah. child. You could read it through with them. Yeah, really liked that. I yeah, a, I'd give that a. Four and a half star. Oh. I actually thought, do you know why I take away half a star? I think it should be the front of the book, the pick, the cover art, I feel is not true to what is inside. It's a juvenile cover. Yeah, when I saw the cover, I was like, oh, it's just fun stuff to do with your teen, like paint each other's nails. That's oh, what I wow. feel like the message of that cover is to me. Yeah, where it's really, do you know one of the things that I found most amazing was when she said that there's a huge disconnect between schools and parents because mm. schools parents think schools are educating their kids on life issues right. and yes. schools Beautiful. are like well teachers should know that and she said you know for example mm. if you don't teach your children about sex then porn will teach them yeah so you've Heaven got to get me. in there and that's why it's so important to ask questions and to have these conversations mm. Yeah, I'm going to refer back to it, I think. Mm. Oh, definitely. That's one for the that's one for the bookshelf. <laughs> you know, I was cleaning my bookshelf out recently and I was like, oh, no, I'll keep that one. I need that. I kept the Maggie Dent girlhood book. I thought, oh, oh I think yes, I might need to refer to definitely. that. Definitely. I need to buy that actually. <laughs> um, a few cookbooks that we've yeah, had a look me. at. Well, I'm really in love with this book and I know you'll love it because I know you like cooking fish. It's called More Fish, More Veg by Tom Walton. So Tom is a chef inspired by his Lebanese neighbour as a kid and because he's a chef, not a cook, I feel like I've read a lot of cookbooks lately that are by cooks, Mm. which are great and I love them, but this is a cookbook by a chef. So, And you can really tell because the information in this book is about what types of fish you should cook and how to cook it and with really helpful, accessible techniques. Because I never know. Never know. What fish do you cook? Well, so we do fish tacos. We try to do that like but once a month. But what fish do you buy for that? Well, I do a white fish. Yeah. But then I go to there and I'm like, oh, is mm. it a ling? I don't know. Is it right? a... Exactly. And I'm only really, like I cook salmon. Yeah, but... we have miso salmon every week. Yeah, but I don't really know what else to do so this book is a really great really great sort of fish bible I would almost call it all through it it's all about different cuts how to see that like there's all these top all the top fish and seafood for all the different seasons so I you know that's really helpful I don't know I don't know that kind of stuff I feel like I I know more about love when fishermen yeah same Mm. I love when fishermen like if you go on a charter they know where the 
yeah. fish are running. Yeah, amazing. And in this he talks about all the different ways to cook and talks how talks through the different ways of doing like cooking in the bag, how oh, long to leave yes. it. You know, I sometimes you just cooking in the bag. Yeah, I cook salmon in the Jamie bag. Oliver trend. But just with like um, baking paper, like yeah, you just yeah. curl it around it. So there were a couple of really nice recipes oh, in here that you'd love. One, yes, fish in the bag. So this is sort of a whole bunch of different ways to do so fish in the bag. Ginger, soy, and spring onion. Yeah, I did that. Yum. That is yum. Ginger, soy, Do your soy, kids eat onion. fish? Yeah, they would eat that with rice. Yeah. Um, the other one was maple, miso, and sesame. And then there's another one, white wine, tomato, and olive. Yum. Yum. So good. And then there's other sort of more... Um, fancy fish dishes you might do for having friends over or something or if you've got a bigger more older family there's this great one here whole roast Lebanese fish Mm. oh it just looks so good it's a barramundi roasted with all the beautiful yummy spices if you ever go to a boat ramp there's always some fishermen yeah (laughs) I reckon they'd go and cook that go and yeah fish pie I mean I've never really um (laughs) given that a whirl. Actually, I've got another one of those in that um, other book that I'll tell you about in a sec. But anyway, it was really great, Sal, and I think you would find this quite useful in that it just helps you broaden your fish horizons. <laughs> I love that. I want to talk about Chinese-ish, which yeah. is a book that um, we have seen everywhere. Mm. It is fabulous. So it's Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, it's Chinese-ish food. Ah, So it's course. written by Roisin and Joanna and they describe themselves like because they have very different cultural backgrounds. So mm-hmm. Jo was born in China but has um, then Roisin. She fancies herself being Russian for a while. Oh, okay. Then she go to Central Asia. Then she didn't look Chinese or Kashmiri but mm-hmm. she could anyway. So they kind of when people say, oh, yeah. what's your cultural background? They'll say, oh, Chinese-ish. <laughs> and these res- these recipes are also Chinese-ish. Okay. So they're based on Chinese traditional Chinese recipes, but they're probably a little simpler. They're so tasty though. What did you cook from there? So I cooked all the veggie dishes and they tasted oh. just like you do when you make yum cha and they're so easy just about having really hot oil in the pan and just chucking them in did you do that in a wok or a pan a wok sorry yeah i used a wok do you have that on the stove top or an electric stove top yeah Yeah. need a wok yeah they take up a lot of room but yes you do Mm. need a wok Mm. then i also made my mother-in-law actually came over and um took a photo of this and told me to cook this so it's mum's braised ginger chicken yum so you actually cook it in half a cup of sesame oil you know how I usually just put a few drops of sesame oil on the top yeah this is actually the whole dish is cooked in half a cup of oil in the wok and then you put in six centimeters of old ginger which Mm, is just not new ginger Mm. it has more flavor I think Yeah. yeah then chicken thigh fillets Salt, like just a teaspoon of salt, caster sugar, light soy sauce, and then a tablespoon a tablespoon of wine. Mm. That shall sing fine. Yeah, I know and what you mean. Yeah, that's it. So you just cook the chicken with the ginger in the oil, and then just put the teaspoon of the things in at the end. It is so delicious. Yum. My kids ask to have it every. And what you just cook it with rice and one of those veggie yeah, dishes. And we do. just yeah. did snow peas and broccolini. Um, oh yum that looks great so good there's a whole lot of 
uh, rice dishes, mm. like heaps of noodle dishes and dumplings and things. I probably wouldn't cook them unless like I had a day free. Mm. Oh, quite labour intensive. Yeah. Well, if it doesn't come naturally, I do find those kind of yeah. dishes really hard for my headspace. It just doesn't. Why not? Easy for me to throw together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but like the blistered green beans. Oh, yum. So, and then I'm also made three earthly treasures, which is a mix of eggplant, um, oh, potato and green capsicum. So you kind of throw them all, you kind of fry them actually in some vegetable oil uh, and then put them with clove of garlic and sesame seeds. It was so yummy. Yum. Like this is a book that Was there you, MSG in it? Did they use the MSG in that? I didn't add. So they um, they do talk about using MSG but MSG, I can't, and gives no. me headaches. Yeah, no, so I, I definitely Crazy didn't grains. use any. Mm. But there is quite a lot of MSG in sauces, mm. like Chinese sauces. But I, so I probably the dishes probably had heaps of MSG in them. But speaking of needing a walk, extra. yeah. Um, have you got an air fryer? No. Are we going there? Are I'm we? not. No. I just don't have the space. Yeah, neither. But Maybe it just farm, all sounds everyone, so easy. I know. You just sprinkle spices on cauliflower and put it in the drawer and then off it goes. <laughs> like that and sounds whole pretty chickens good. chickens and things, yeah. yeah. Sausages? Chips. Chips. Um, okay, let's think about that. Like about you? 300 bucks. Are you going to do it? Well, I thought, do you want to go halves? Yeah, well, where are we going to do it? Like put it in the street on between <laughs> our houses? <laughs> like... <laughs> Coming over, I'm, I need to cook some chips. Your... Should we put it in your garage? <laughs> we could do week on, week off. Yeah, okay, I'm in. Let's do we it. we could sell it if we back. don't like it. Yeah, but where are we going to keep it in between? Matt will be like. It'll be Ugh. greasy too, I reckon, because it would spit stuff everywhere. And... Does it though? I don't know. Is Does it? it? I don't I, know. I don't know enough about it. I okay, don't know either. let's research it and also, if anyone's listening to this and you have an air fryer, please drop us a line on Instagram. I was going to say, please drop it in to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us borrow it for a month. Yeah. And we'll get back to you. Okay. Yeah, okay. I would probably, I'd like if I to lived give it on a go. farm, I'd have it because yeah. we've got more space there and I can hide oh, it away. kitchen bench. Yeah. I think it's a kitchen bench number. It's hard to put those things. Yeah, then they look The ugly. big space that I have that I put something away, obviously yours is your wok, but mine is my slow cooker. I just upgraded my slow cooker from four, uh, what did I have? Four and a half to a six litre. Really? Well, you need that with your oh enormous God. family. So let me just tell you about this cookbook I mean, before not we go, enormous. now we're just starting to talk forever in, about. in large. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all those. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is called Around the Table. It's by Julia Busatel Nishimura. I think that's how you pronounce her surname. She also wrote a book, uh, Ostro, which is quite a famous, beautiful cookbook. At the beginning of the book, she talks about, she says, there's this lovely little blurb. It's a beautiful book. I love a beautiful cookbook. Yeah. This says, slow Sundays are for herb roast chicken with buttery croutons and silky smooth panna cotta. Eating yeah. outside means cheddar and chive scones and fresh spring salads. Friends coming by for afternoon coffee calls for a simple blackberry yogurt loaf or comforting ginger cake with brown sugar cream cheese frosting. Oh my god, that's <laughs> yum! What does osteo mean? Hmm, I don't know, but that's her previous book, so you'll have to read that. <laughs> I out. feel <laughs> I feel like I've seen it. You probably and it have. Was amazing. So she is based in Melbourne. 
She has Maltese heritage and spent quite a lot of time in Tuscany. So she's got her cooking has a really beautiful Italian um, foundations, I guess, to a lot of her meals. And her husband is from Japan. So it's this beautiful fusion of all these different kinds of foods. She says the food that she loves to cook is about sitting around and enjoying each other's company and making it more about each other than just the food. I love that. You really get that feeling throughout the whole book. Don't you feel that in books as well? Like when the food is woven into the text, it really is a bringing together of people. The aroma of food is a character itself. I know. And the... The food is like if it's a happy occasion, then the food brings joy. Yeah, like a cake or a, yeah, yeah, something like that. Agree. So there's some really beautiful recipes. Let me tell you, Sal, this one's called stuffed flatbreads. I really want to learn how to do this. It's basically a spinach and cheese through a bread, but you make the bread yourself. And she said it it sounds really easy the way that she says it. Um, There's some beautiful salads in here. This is a really good, easy throw together salad just from things from your pantry. So it's called Sarah's Tuna and Bean Summer Salad. It's literally just um, beans, cherry tomatoes, basil, parsley, rocket. You might have to. Are they cannelloni beans? Yeah. Two shallots, a lemon and tuna. That's it. And then the dressing is just what you've got in your cupboard, um, olive oil, red wine, vinegar, salt, pepper. Oh, and a bit of lemon rind. Queen love oh, that. Queen would love that. There's a beautiful few desserts in here, ricotta and orange olive oil cake. That oh, yum, really I love simple. A, olive oil cake. Yeah, really uh, not many ingredients. Miso caramel pudding, yum. I love a bit of miso. And Same. do you know what I also liked about this book? They She puts a little blurb before each recipe. Do you remember that Jimmy Barnes book? Yeah, we looked at? They yeah. do the same. Where the river bends. Yeah, I like that reflection on a recipe. It's not like whack, there's a recipe for cheese on toast or something. Yeah. It's got a lovely background where they'll be like, oh, and I like to put some uh, peas I know, then in when it you're cooking it, you kind of Yeah, you feel part of their family. Yeah, 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 I agree. So before this one about miso caramel, apple pudding, she talks about the miso and how it works. So the saltiness offsets the sweetness she talks about yeah I was just thinking Mm. that so it's not sweet miso because I think you can buy sweet miso oh okay yeah I I don't know I've just gone past the page now sorry white miso oh yeah white miso maybe that is I don't think it is yeah don't know and then the chapters are grouped into different things like there's one chapter called weeknight saviors I liked that different kinds of meals that are supposed to be sort of easy but I would still need to use the recipe same uh there's a really good free form chicken and leg pie recipe have you ever done a free form pie no oh I'd love to be able look I think you need the time I read a book with a free form lasagna too and it looked amazing but I was like mine would not look like that free form that would just be a plate it would just go everywhere can you imagine yeah at least the pie is sort of sealed off I think it's like a big pancake (laughs) pretty much so um then there was another one the last one in here that I loved is raspberry coconut and lime loaf and she talks about how she had this inspiration of this meal from um a mountainous city just out of Mount Fuji, actually, and just talks about how different cakes and things indicate different kind of celebrations, exactly oh, what you were saying. Oh, great. Yeah, so that was a beautiful book. But my number one was More Fish, More Veg. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have a You'd look at it. some of those 
fish. I reckon you could air fry fish. <laughs> We're going to be one of those people. We're going to be into it now. <laughs> I know. Like those Thermomix people. Thanks so much for your support and listening to our podcast. We really love doing it. We love sitting around talking about food and all the latest books that we're reading. So thanks for coming along. And if you get the chance, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps get it out there into the world. Yeah, thank you. And sorry, we've had a few months off, but I think everyone has been busy and a bit over it. Not our podcast, just life. <laughs> well, you never know. Okay, bye. Bye.